Hello, lovers. You're listening to episode 24 of the Nutrition Nuptials podcast, otherwise known as our season one finale. I can't believe it's over. I know. Season one, down. We're going to Game of Thrones this shit out to next year now. I wish we watched Game of Thrones (laughs) so we would have any idea of what that reference meant. I I mean, I I don't know. We're just going to keep people like in suspense until the next season. But maybe we won't tell the people when the next season is. That really will keep. We are like the George R.R. Martins of podcasting. Whoa. Yes, I know. I don't watch the show, but I know enough to know who writes the books. There you go. All right. So let's go. All right. So just a few final announcements before we jump into our season one finale episode all about Jersey Shore fun as a couple. Well, even though it is our season finale, we still want to keep in touch with you guys. The best way to do that is to, number one, make sure that you are liking our Nutrition Nuptials VIP after party over on Facebook, where we keep the conversation going after the show. We still post some um, questions, prompts, information about events that we have going on here at the show on the blog. So make sure that you like that. You also want to make sure that you Follow us over on Instagram at the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast. We're still posting pictures, teasers, and um, just some fun food photos. All right. What if I want to tell you what I want to hear next year? Then the best thing you should do is you should shoot us an email at podcast at nutritionnuptials.com and tell us what you want to be hearing, who you want to be hearing, and what you want to be hearing about. Tell them you want to hear more taco. You want, you, you just want, just put in the subject line, more taco. That's right. Okay. So if you want more taco, put in the subject line, I want more taco. There you go. Taco for president. And to make sure that you're staying in touch, get on our email list. You can head on over to nutritionnuptials.com. Jump on the email list there. You can also head to nutritionnuptials.com slash starter guide, where not only does that get you onto our email list and keep you in touch with all that's happening over at Nutrition Nuptials and with the show. But you also get a free five-day bride and couple starter guide. So that's a five-day meal plan, five-day fitness plan, and self-care guide to get you on track with your meal planning, fitness, and um, sleep and stress management habits. So just because the season's over doesn't mean you should fall out of touch. Absolutely not. So we still want you to stay in touch, uh, stay in tune with what you're doing with your uh, nutrition and and wellness and self-care. And uh, we'll be there to meet you on the other side with that. That's right. All right. On today's show, Taco and I talk all about our hometown, the Jersey Shore. That is an area where we are experts in when it comes to food and fun. But when it comes to podcasting, you want to bring experts in who can help make your podcast not only sound amazing, but take a lot of the workload off of you so you can just focus on doing great content like telling people where to go at the Jersey Shore. And that is where the crew at Podigy comes into play. They are our amazing editing company. So not only do they edit the show, they fix the sound, they do our show notes, they get it up and running for us. So it is ready and waiting for you in iTunes first thing every Wednesday morning. But they're just great people to work with. I can't even tell you how amazed I am, how quickly they turn our episodes around. So if you want to check them out, head over to podigy.co, that's P-O-D-I-G-Y dot C-O, and tell them to 
Paco and Mandy from Nutrition Nuptials sent you. You're going to get 25% off of your first month of editing and just a whole lot of headaches out of your hair. So you can head out for the weekend, hang out at the Jersey Shore with Taco and Mandy while Riley and company is working on putting out an awesome podcast for you. So go on over, check out our friends at Podigy and tell them that we said hi. And finally, make sure that you stay tuned to the end of the show because I think, Taco, it is time we should do a big reveal at the end of the show of why, in fact, you are called Taco. I mean, if people haven't figured it out by now, they haven't been listening, but we'll do it. I mean, if they've held in for 24 episodes, we should reward them. All right. I, I agree. Let's do it. All right. So stay tuned to the end of the show to find out the big reveal of why Taco is called Taco. Stay tuned. All right. Let's start the show. Cue the music. It's the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast with Taco and Mandy, where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully ever after. Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast, where we are helping couples go from a me to a we when it comes to their health and wellness. My name is Mandy Enright. I am a registered dietitian who hates diets, and I don't do this show alone. I have my awesome co-host who has been with me all 24 episodes, the one, the only, Taco. What's up? Taco, can you believe it's the end of season one? I know, it flew by. I know, and we we started the show quite some time ago, so it's pretty cool to, to see it all, all uh, coming come full circle. 24 episodes of season one magic. <laughs> yeah, so we've met some pretty cool couples. We've had a lot of laughs, and it's... Uh, I think our double date episodes have been the best episodes. I agree. We, we've had some really cool people and everyone that's been on has been just awesome, super open about talking about whatever it is that they have going on. And uh, we've we've learned a lot. And like I said, we've definitely had just a lot of laughs. We've made some friends around the country. We got to start traveling now so we can go uh, hang out with some of these folks that we uh, double dated with virtually. I know. We don't even have to get hotels anymore. We get to just... <laughs> crash and have crash. overnight double dates at uh, people's homes now. Well, maybe we'll at least Airbnb so we won't be a burden, but at least we have somebody to show us around town, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that is a great intro into what we're talking about today, which is actually all about some travel and particularly traveling um, in our hometown where we live. The Jersey Shore. Yeah. So as you guys probably have uh, picked up throughout the podcast, Taco and I are full-time Jersey Shore residents, and uh, we absolutely love it. We love to travel, but pretty much between Memorial Day through Labor Day, we aim not to have to leave the Jersey Shore because we live in a vacation town. Yeah. So like it's like permanent vacation throughout oh. that part of the year. I mean, it's permanent vacation all year round, but <laughs> it's it's pretty cool that time of year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Taco and I love to travel. And we always joke that when we travel, we like to be like, what would Anthony Bourdain do? Bourdain this shit. But we, we Bourdain the shit out of any city town that we go to. We try to. Yeah. You didn't know Bourdaining could be a verb, but it is. <laughs> we do our best. Yeah. Um, is that taco terminology? Bordaining? Bordaining? It might be. Okay. You want to cue the music? Let's cue some music. Cue the music.
exactly does it mean to bourdain when you're traveling? Well, it's bourdain the shit out of this town. That's what we that's what we usually say. Okay. We're, there's going to be more cursing on this episode, I feel, just because it's the last one of the season. So don't let your kids uh, get too close to the speakers. Um, yeah. So, I mean, basically, it's pretty self-explanatory, I think. If you've ever, if, it, if anybody's ever watched any of Anthony Bourdain's shows, there's a formula to it, right? He, there's always some element of, you know, going to some high-end restaurants. There's uh, going off the beaten path. There's enjoying some like street food of some sort. Um, he's meeting up with people and like having them take him around someplace that he wouldn't normally, like people would never be able to go unless they knew somebody in that area or something like that. And a lot of the places that we've traveled, we either know somebody or r- make friends along the way. Right. Um, um, so I think that's- And he also ends up like at like someone's backyard barbecue. Which we've done a couple of times. Which yeah. we've done. So, so there's so, uh, some way. So yeah. So that's how you bourdain the- you know, four letter word out of any town that you're in. So we're going to talk today about how you can bourdain the shit out of the Jersey out shore. Out of the Jersey shore. That's right. Where you can taco and Mandy the shit out of the dirt Jersey shore. Yes. All right. So let's get a couple of things out of the way. So we refer to ourselves as locals. Right. And then we have terms that we call for the out of towners. And, you know, it's not necessarily meant to be derogatory. It's just, yes, it is. it's what we call our, our folks. So during the summer months, we have uh, people who come visit our, our shore. Um, and it may not necessarily just be summer months, but it could be people who come down like Thursday night through Sunday or Friday through yep. or Sunday for the weekend. Um, and Taco, what, what do we call those folks? Well, up here in this part of the Jersey Shore, which tends to be more of the New York crowd, uh, you know, uh, and that being all five boroughs and northern New Jersey, we call them bennies. Yes. And there's a lot of discussion about where the term Benny came from. And I think it's funny because a lot of people, they they don't know that's what we call them. (laughs) Well, then they're not listening (laughs) because it should be really apparent. But um, yeah, every now and then, like you'll see someone will someone will say something like, oh, like, you know, get out of the way, Benny, get out of the street, yeah. Benny, go home, Benny, go home, Benny. And I don't think they know that we're actually talking to them. It's like, my name's not Benny. So this term has been around since I, I can't even tell you uh, since I was a kid. And um, there's a lot of discussion about where the term actually came from. So I did some research because it, it's like kind of like an I don't want to call it an urban legend, but it's just it's just a term we all know, mm-hmm. but nobody really knows why it is called that. So um, I did some research. If you, if, if you totally debunk my thing, well, well, I'll wait to see what the you did some research. And if you, if you tell me that what I always thought was the reason for it being Benny is wrong, then I'm going to have to like reevaluate my whole entire life. If learning the definition of Benny is what's going to cause you to reevaluate your life, then you should be reevaluating your no, life. It's like uh, the things I thought I knew that I don't know. So I hope it's not different. Okay. So um, this was an article from our local paper, the Asbury Park Press. They did an interview with a professor at our local university here, Monmouth University, about where the term Benny came from. Okay. So the the number one theory, and this is the one I was always told, and apparently this is not true. <laughs> Um, started with labels that they put on luggage on the train. So what they say is that people's suitcases were stamped with either the names Bayonne, Elizabeth, Nork, or New York, which if you take the first letters of all those, it spells out Benny, B-E-N-N-Y. The thing is, 
if you are familiar with the New Jersey transit train system, it doesn't really go that way. There's there's actually no train that goes no from Bayonne. Well, there's that, no train that goes from Bayonne to yeah. Elizabeth first. Well, Bayonne yeah, no, there, Bayonne doesn't have its own train station. You yeah. have to take up. Well, now you take the light rail at the time. They didn't even have that. Um, so there's no train that really went that way. The other thing, too, is that, you know, back in the early 1900s, when people from New York came down here, they actually took steamboats. So they weren't even taking the train down here. Right. So we're now starting to get into the territory where I thought the origin of the the word came from, which had more to do with boats than trains. I heard that there was a ferry that uh, that ran from those same areas that you mentioned, Bayonne, Elizabeth, Newark, or Nork, and New York, right? And the, you know, same, you know, B-E-N-N-Y, but it was on the boat. It wasn't on people's luggage. It was just like, it, that was the the boat or the ferry that you took down to the Jersey Shore. Yeah, so that is not true. Duh. Yeah. So that was theory number one. That one's apparently been been debunked. Okay. Theory number two is some folks say it came from Benjamin's on the hundred dollar bills. Not buying it. Don't understand it. No. And and this is why this one has been debunked as well is that number one, Benjamin Franklin did not appear on the hundred dollar bill until 1914. Also, even though it's a little bit more common now that people are carrying around like yeah. hundos you in their pocket. You wouldn't have been doing that a hundred years ago. No. So that's been debunked. Okay. So number three, and again, not a hundred percent sure if this is true or not, but this is the one that uh, people seem to think is the most popular theory of why we call our shore invaders bennies. Okay. So Taco, you've been to New York City on a hot, hot, hot summer day, right? Yeah, it smells like hot garbage. It's stanky, right? Yeah. It smells like that garbage has been sitting out. You have to hold your breath. It's pretty terrible. So especially, you know, back in the early 1900s where there was no things like air conditioning. I'm not even sure if deodorant existed back then. It was pretty stankier mm-hmm. in Manhattan. So what the theory is, was that the Jersey Shore advertised as, you know, fresh, clean air and, you know, um, the other thing, too, was back then they thought that disease came um, through the through the na- uh, nasal passages. Right. So, you know, they also wanted to promote that, hey, you can help prevent disease if you get out of this stanky air right. and come down to the fresh, clean Jersey Shore where we have, you know, beaches and salt air and um, you can... Uh, not just, you know, fresh, clean breathing, but you can swim and exercise and run around and play on the beach and do all this stuff. That's some pretty clever marketing. So they refer to those as benefits. So the thought was that because people were coming down to the shore to get these great health benefits. Or bennies, if you will. Or getting some bennies by coming down to the shore, that then they kind of start referring to these folks as bennies. Like you'd have some dude on the boardwalk, like, you know, the, the boardwalk games and be like, hey, Benny, want to come over here and like win a prize for your girlfriend? <laughs> win a Tweety for your sweetie. Tweety for your sweetie. Yeah. Gotcha. So that seems to be um, one of the more accepted reasons for bennies. And if anyone is listening and you're a Jersey Shore local, you know the term Benny and you have heard other theories of why it is called bennies, head on over. You can drop us a note on Facebook or shoot us an email podcast at nutritionnuptials.com. And we would love to hear what are some of your other Benny theories that you have heard of. Now, Taco also made a great point. So 
we we call where we live the Jersey Shore. However, um, there are varying um, there's lit there's locations. Two different Jersey there, there are shore. two distinctive Jersey Shores. I'm going to call one where we live the true Jersey Shore. <laughs> it's the Northern Jersey Shore, or the Northern Jersey Shore, which is actually located in Central Jersey. Yes, our tiny state has three partitions: North, South, and Central. We're a very distinct people. Very distinct. Um, so here in Central Jersey, if you go along the coastline, that is what we consider to be the the Northern Jersey Shore. And and as Taco said, this is primarily where we get folks um, who come to visit from New York. North Jersey. Uh, North Jersey, a special place called Staten Island. I was lumping that in with New York. But it does it does require its own call out, I do believe. Yes. Um, so the, and that's primarily the visitors that we we get that come to us. Now, if you go south of Ocean County, that is what I call the Pennsylvania shore. Because folks from South Jersey go there, but a lot of people from the Philadelphia area tend to go right. down that way. And um, so as I said, that's really like the, the Pennsylvania shore. When I went to Penn State and I used to tell people I live at the Jersey shore, they'd be like, oh, I always go to a Wildwood or Avalon. I'm like, yeah, that's Stone like Harbor. two hours south of where I live. Yeah. Yes. And because we love to give names and terms to people, the Pennsylvania shore folks also they have also their have own designation. Yes. Taco, what do we call them? Uh, so just for uh, background, I actually grew up at that part of the Jersey Shore. So I'm from South Jersey. That was my Jersey Shore being kind of a local down there as I grew up and, you know, seeing all the Pennsylvanians, Philadelphians coming in uh, to uh, to that area. So we called them Shoebies. And why? What, what's with the Shoebie? So I don't know. You probably did some research and you probably know what the, the real answer is, but I'm going to go. There, gonna, there's, there's two theories. All right. So <laughs> I'm not sure mine's either one of those two. But by the way, I'm going to continue to pop, uh, propagate the, the propaganda around the boat being called Benny. And that's the reason why I don't care what the real reason is. Oh, OK. So Shoebies, the, what I had heard about where that name came from is, I guess, you know, back in the day and let's say, you know, 70 years ago, 100 years ago, whatever it is, if you wanted to come hang out at the beach for the day or for the weekend, you are bringing stuff down. Um, maybe you're bringing something to eat, right? And I guess back then they didn't have like brown paper bags. So what they put their lunch in might look like a shoebox. And so if it looks like a shoebox, you could, and, and that's how people are bringing their food to the beach. They stand out pretty easily when they're um, on the beach there. So it was really easy to call them shoebies. And so that's where I heard the name came from. Yeah. So that's, that's theory. And that's, Probably the more popular theory is the lunch in the shoebox because um, they were bringing it on the train. Yeah. The other thing is apparently they they said that the people from like the Pennsylvania Philadelphia area would wear their shoes on the beach. <laughs> yeah, and that's I, I, I could also distinguish yeah. the shoebies. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, then that's where they got the shoe boxes from. From <laughs> that does make sense because they were wearing <laughs> the shoes on their feet and that yeah. empty box. Yeah, what so do I do with this box? I don't know. I got, I got my beach shoes to wear onto the beach. Was and there another theory about? Oh no, no, so was, that, those, those are really two. just the two, okay. as far as the shoebies so go. There's got to be some truth to it. Then. I agree. So, if you um, have heard either of these, or have another thing that you've heard about the shoebies, which well, is funny because a lot of our friends from Pennsylvania have mentioned the term shoebie, and again, they had they're like, "What's that?" <laughs> it's you. I'm like, dude. "It's you." <laughs> if you are a Benny or a shoebie and want to tell us how you feel about these terms, please let us know. Yes. And uh, sometimes we meet it with love. Sometimes we meet it with frustration. 
You well, could imagine, you like, tell the tone in our voice right, well, when uh, you, we feel. Okay, so we choose to live in a touristy area. So you got to take the good with the bad, right? We talked about permanent vacation sort of thing, but you like it's a desirable place to be during certain parts of the year. So you have to accept that there's going to be people that are going to come to your area. It's not like right. if you don't want people coming to your neighborhood, then don't live someplace that's nice. Exactly. You know? And so like maybe a lot of people don't live in that kind of area and aren't used to that. But like, think about it, like now you, you know, triple, quadruple the population in a certain area, all of a sudden traffic comes to a standstill. And you've been for nine months or eight months, whatever, been able to fly around the streets, your local yeah, streets. You can go wherever you want. Go you can go to any want. restaurant you want, yeah. go into any bar you wanted. And right. you it changes your like, overnight yeah. once um, Friday of Memorial Day weekend comes. And everything changes very dramatically, very quickly. So yeah, it can let, lead to a lot of frustration, right? Just from just the congestion that that causes. And then, you know, just like anywhere else, you invite somebody to your home or somebody comes to your neighborhood. Not everybody's a pleasant visitor. So sometimes, you know, you, people, when they leave their native areas, decide, like, I can act however I want to act because this isn't where I live. They might act a little differently or they might not act in a way that, you know, is pleasant for them. They wouldn't act like they would at home. Yeah. So things kind of change a little bit. And so, you know, yeah, all right. There's a little bit of derogatoriness to it, but like, yeah. Hey, look at those bennies over there. Look, look, they look like they're having fun flying a kite, whatever. You know, the folks who come to the shore, I mean, the thing I think that's cool about the Jersey Shore is, you know, you can come as a day trip. You can spend the weekend. If you are doing accommodations, you know, we have everything from the bed and breakfast to hotels, or you can do like Taco and I did back in our, you know, post-college 20s. Or young professional. Young professional days. And that was rent a shore house. Oh, yeah. So... If you ever have known anyone who's lived on a coastal area, they have probably at some point done some sort of shore house rental. We did it for the whole summer. We got a big group of friends together and we were renting every weekend. We just came down, hung out. Now, these were typically houses that were really designed for like to sleep two to four people comfortably. And we'd managed to fit eight to 10 people in these houses. And that was mild compared to what other people did. Right? Oh, yeah. No, we and we even visit. I mean, if you want to be horrified and do like a really interesting social study, come down in about January, February to come look at potential shore house rentals and just see what's out there and see what the options are. I mean, we have visited just some scary, gross places. I mean, there's a place we went to. It was just rooms with just mattresses on the floor. And bu- were bunk beds. Bunk beds. Uh, yeah. Super so, popular. So people can definitely cram them in. I, I, we definitely didn't take it to that extreme. I don't think any of the houses that I was ever in were specifically for only two or four people. And then we doubled it up. But we definitely stretched the boundaries of capacity. Yeah. Uh, somebody might be sleeping on a couch somewhere. But, you know, there's, a, there's, there's degrees, right? And we were somewhere in the middle. It was definitely... In, you have a short house. All of a sudden, you have more friends. Oh, Totally. <laughs> So like people come out of the woodwork when you have a shore house. Well, yeah. And and to be fair, they often were invited to come hang out. So, you know, then that just adds to it. So you maybe six people rented a house, but now there's eight or 10 people hanging out. Right. So now most most of our friends were always very courteous. Never were kind of in the way. We're happy to blow up an air mattress in the living room and like sleep there or whatever. But like that's, 
you know, that's basically the environment in which we met, right? Because if I wasn't coming down for a shore house, um, that's basically how you and I got introduced. Yeah, exactly. And then, as we mentioned, the shore houses. So it's probably the only time after living in the dorm in college where it's acceptable to have a twin bed. You will probably have a lot of twin bed sex over the summer if you meet somebody (laughs) who has a shore house or you have a shore house. But as we talked about on what was the sleep episode, episode 16, I think it was, it is not acceptable to have a twin bed full time outside of your shore house. Taco. Looking at you. <laughs> I don't have a twin bed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. So if uh, if sleeping on twin beds for 12 weeks is not your thing, then you can always check out. Um, I mean, obviously, Airbnb has become our Airbnb has become really popular now. Uh, or, you know, we have a bunch of funky hotels that have started popping up in this area as well. All right. So Taco, let's go through a typical day or a typical week at the Jersey Shore. Let's start with like for couples. And this whole episode is really all about being like the couple's guide mm-hmm. to the Jersey Shore. So if you're looking to do a romantic weekend getaway or you want to... Oh, it has to be romantic. <laughs> or not. I don't know what the opposite <laughs> of romantic getaway would be. But if okay. you and your significant other are looking to either get away for a weekend or for the summer or whatever it is that you're looking to do, this is the episode for you. So let's start off with like daytime and activeness and activities like, you know, what are some things that people or we like to do here at the shore? Well, I guess the first and most obvious thing is people like to go to the beach. There, there is that big sandy thing at the right. end of the street. Yeah, right. And they've got it's got water and waves and it's fun to, you know, some people can actually surf and they do that. Uh, mm-hmm. People, you know, bring their body boards, whatever you and I do stand up paddle. Yeah. So stand up paddle boring is very popular here as well, because while we have oceans, we also have rivers and lakes. Yeah. So it's nice to do that. I actually teach the stand up paddle boarding in the summertime. So I teach stand up paddleboard yoga. I teach lessons on how to paddleboard. And then we do this really fun activity called paddle and pour, where we go on the little bar tour on the paddle boards and take people around to some of the local river bars that are along where we go out paddling. So that's a great time. So uh, if uh, doing a little stand up paddleboard bar tour is uh, sounding up your alley or you want to do yoga and be a little more more fit and active, um, come visit me. I teach with a company called Endless Sup Company over in Belmar, New Jersey, and we would love to have you guys come on and learn a little paddleboarding. It's a good couples activity. You know, maybe some of the dudes aren't into the yoga, but I think everybody's pretty much not everybody, but some people could be into going to the river bars and Hitting up it's, happy hour. It's something for everyone. Actually, yeah. I get a lot of really cool boyfriends that take their girlfriends. They surprise them or or they've agreed to come on a uh, paddleboard yoga class. And the dudes will just sit there and lay out and, and sun, take pictures of their, girlfriends, take pictures of their girlfriends yeah. on the paddleboards taking yoga. So everyone has a really good time. There you go. All right. So there's a little something for everyone. Um, all right. So back to the beaches. Like I said, not every beach is created equally. No, every beach has its own culture, personality, personality um, and things to do. And bennies, if you will, meaning benefits. The bennies are all over. <laughs> no, no, I mean benefits. Uh-huh. So it depends on what you're looking for. Right. So like, you know, uh, so. All right. So you said couples, but like some couples might have kids. Yep. So you might want to go to some of the beaches where that are more fr- family friendly. Right. So like around here being the North Jersey Shore, you'd probably want to hit up Spring Lake. Uh, probably Avon by the Sea, Bradley Beach, kind of yeah. those kind of places. Well, and then I would say Point Pleasant too. Point 
Point Pleasant because that actually has a boardwalk. Boardwalk. So boardwalk is you know not every beach has a boardwalk. Uh, Around here, Point Pleasant is the one that has the biggest boardwalk. Well, let's let's define. So boardwalk is typically just you know boards laid out that you walk on. on. So like, Um, but you're talking about things that are like concessions, yeah, and games and all that. What I think most people think of when they think of a boardwalk. They're, they're, they think of the amusement rides, concessions, you know, pizza joints, ice cream joints, like uh, arcades, things like that. If you want that, that's Point Pleasant, right? Um, then there's like where you and I met. If you're, you know, younger and you're, let's call it more of a party town kind mm-hmm. of vibe you want going on, then maybe Manasquan or where we met, Delmar, yep. um, is going to be a place for you. And then there's other ones, but those are like the big ones. Point Pleasant actually is also kind of fits that there, there, mold as well. What is interesting about, the, about a lot of these shore towns where we live is that like half the town could be super family friendly yeah. and half the town is just animals. <laughs> Let's not offend everybody here. Okay, so... We had, they used to have, I think they still have it, animal, animal house, house laws. laws. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that gets back to if you're fitting 20 people into a house that's designed to only sleep six comfortably, yeah, you're, you're going to get a certain designation legally, actually. Um. But yeah, like when we used to live in Belmar, we lived, we were full-time residents. We lived in a very residential area. Yeah. I mean, and it's, you knew as a local, I mean, you know, in town where like the dividing line is between like the rental district and the residential areas. So like nobody really rented, there were no seasonal rentals anywhere near us within several blocks. Right. Right. But then on the other side of town, that was, and that's where we used to rent houses. That's where we rented our houses. Yeah. Like that's where we came from. That was pretty much like all young people, post-college, young professionals uh, who are there to go hang out with their friends and party at night and things like that. So like those those towns, Manasquan, Point Pleasant, Belmar, around here, th- those are those towns. Yeah, we we haven't mentioned yet. Probably I don't want to call it like an elephant in the room, but uh, Jersey Shore uh, got a little bit of a wrap a few years ago. Thanks to MTV bringing a whole bunch of jadrolls down to come hang out. Yeah, I what, used jadrolls. What was that word? What was that word? Jadrolls. <laughs> it's, you, the, it's the most politically correct term I could think of okay. to call these folks. Is that um, a Jewish word? Is that Yiddish? I think it's Italian. It's an Italian word. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I brought a bunch of these folks down, threw them into a house together and filmed them. And filmed what would happen. What would happen. I, I, to be honest, it's not that far off. It's an exaggeration. It's sure. definitely a character. And it's an extreme. Absolutely. But it's not that far off from how some people what and, and what we call Bennies. Yeah, yeah, right. Those would be Bennies. Those are th- that whole crew at the Jersey Shore. That's everything we call a Benny. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's your classic shore house rental community. Yeah. Of just a whole bunch of people coming down, want to party. And that was in Seaside Heights. Hang out. And that was Seaside Heights. So if but Seaside Heights, again, is one of those areas where it's very family friendly yeah. and it's very party town. I mean, again, it, and that's another one of those um, that that probably is a bigger boardwalk than even Point Pleasant. Than Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has a great boardwalk. And, and that's, you know, rides and amusements and all that. So it has, you know, you can see your where family s- friends. You can see where Snooky live. Yeah. You're family friendly. The and you, got, you can go you can rent the Jersey Shore house. <laughs> Should you want? I think it's ridiculous what they, I forget what the number is they sure were renting it. for, but it's like, and I think they only rent it by the weekend, but it's pretty crazy. Okay. So we've talked about going to the beach yeah. and finding the beach that, that fits you and your personality. Right. There's also a lot of 
activities. We talked about stand up paddle boarding, but um, the other thing that we love to do is jump on our bikes and go bike around to places. If you don't have a bike, we got lots of rentals Um, and also bike shares have found their way down here too. Yeah. To Asbury Park. Yes. Um, And when we lived in Belmar and what was great about it was it was so bikeable pretty much all up and down the the, uh, the shoreline up to Asbury Park and back and down to like, let's say Seagirt or whatever. Um, I could literally come home Thursday night, park my car. I would work from home on Fridays and my, I wouldn't have to move my car until Monday morning. No, because there'd be so many bennies clogging up the streets <laughs> that the only you way you wanna, could I, move yeah. was, was bike. That, that was well, it. I also didn't want to give up my parking spot. Well, no, but once we finally moved in full time, then we had a place with a uh, driveway and that was yeah, but I still park so clutch, street. so clutch. So yeah, biking is not only just a matter of like fitness and activity, but also a necessity in order to, well, to move I around. Mean, when I was renting shore houses, when you were renting shore houses, we didn't bike around. I bought a bike one year because I At, towards, could, the end, towards the end because we I was becoming responsible adults. I didn't buy a bike because I was a responsible adult. <laughs> I bought one because I wanted to be able to bike around. Right. But like, and that was more for physical but it's activity. Not a necessity because most people that come down to the Jersey Shore aren't bringing their own bikes. No, which is why we have rentals. Although when I was a kid and we used to rent house, so for our family vacation, yep. we would go down to Long Beach Island. Right. And I remember like we had the station wagon and my dad would tie our bikes up to the back of the station wagon yeah. and we would drive down the parkway with our bikes tied yeah. to the back of the station wagon. So yes, people do bring their bikes. Uh, yeah. Or you can rent them. Not the drunks. Not the drunks, but you can rent them. <laughs> or you can go in a drunken bar, bike you bar tour. You do the bike bar tour. Taco That's a great activity. We run, we run into those a lot, particularly around like Labor Day, I would the, say. Yeah. Like some serious like traditional, not traditional, but like they have traditions of doing bike bar There's tours. that one. There's also a big Shark Week bike tour. I don't know if, if you've ever seen that one come yeah, through, yeah. but like people actually decorate their bikes and like put little like shark's heads on the front of them um, and they go around for shark week and do a bike tour for that. So there you go. So biking around. So shark week is your thing and you like biking and you like going to bars. Shark week bike tour is for you. I think there's a Facebook page somewhere dedicated to that. You can find out when it is. Um, Yeah, we have so many random things that pop up around here. We have a mermaid promenade parade, which I actually haven't been to yet, believe it or not. I haven't been in it. I have been invited to be in it. I think it's always a weekend like I'm away and I haven't, I know it's shocking. Yeah. No mermaid promenades, but yeah. And then, you know, obviously there's a lot of outdoor activities to do, but occasionally, sadly it does rain here. Yeah. So you got to find some indoor activities to do too. Sometimes Taco and I look at each other and go, what can we do that doesn't involve drinking all day? (laughs) It's a legitimate uh, question for people who don't have children that are living in this area because like it's raining you're like all right well crack open a beer or Or whatever you know or you want to get out go to some of the local restaurants or bars but i mean we found we have a local aquarium and they have they have penguins at the jenkinson's aquarium in point pleasant they're not just any penguins they're south South african African penguins and they're whatever i forget they're so cute they are cute go see the go see the penguins down in that point pleasant yeah so you can hit up the aquarium what else yeah. And otherwise, if you are someone who likes physical activity, I mean, we have, you know, outside yoga on the beaches. You like to do workouts Not when it's raining. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we're, we're still talking about rain activities. Yeah. You said you, you set it up with like. Oh, I did. 
I'm going to say the pinball arcade. Oh my God, the pinball arcade. That Boom. is such a cool spot. So Asbury Park has a, a historic pinball museum that you go, you pay one price and you can play. Primarily it's pinball. They do have a couple of old school arcade games. They have games. a lot of arcade games, yeah. Yeah, but it's all these great, I mean, like old wooden 1930s, 40s pinball machines, all the way up to like fancy, like late. 80s early 90s i think is when they really stopped stopped making them so if you like guns and roses you can play the guns and roses pinball machine i think we have a kiss pinball machine of course Um, they have like video games like centipede yeah and then you can play like old school donkey kong my nephew likes to just go and play air hockey the whole time (laughs) he thinks that's super cool um and then we also have some ski ball machines there as well uh, that you can do. Also, another fun rainy day activity, and this really doesn't matter what age you are, but arcades are just so fun to go to. Um, it has nothing to do with the prize that you're going to win because it doesn't tickets. matter how many tickets you have, you're always going to end up with an eraser and a Chinese finger trap. Right. Yes. So, like, don't get excited when a machine keeps on spitting out tickets at you. They're pretty much worthless, and you're going to get a worth... Like, in order to get, like, I'm going to date myself. I almost said like a boom box because that was always like one you of those. did just yeah. date yourself. Yeah, I'm sure they have something now, but the moral equivalent, I don't even know what would be an Apple iPhone or something like that. You need like hundreds of thousands of tickets, which means you're coming there a lot. You're probably a local yeah. or you're spending the entire summer like pumping money into the arcade uh, machines and skee-ball machines and you could just go out and buy an iPhone. You could. Again, the prizes are never worth monetarily what they cost you to win them. But it's about the chase. It's about chase. trying to hit that um, the hundred. Well, OK, here's the thing. You should never aim for the, the little hundred holes at ski ball. You should always aim for the middle. Well, it depends on how good you are. I've aimed for the hundred and nailed. Them. Well, good for you. Yeah. But no, yes, always, aim, always aim for the middle. Always not, aim for if, you want to aim for consistency. If you're not a veteran of ski ball. And it's your first time or you're just not you don't think you're very good. Take Mandy's advice. Aim for the middle. Find some sort of rhythm where like you can get it into that. You know, the the center one's 50 points. Uh, The center is usually 30. So it usually. okay. so first and foremost, if anybody has no idea what ski ball is, it's a combination of like bowling and golf darts, golf. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So basically, you you roll a little a little ball up this ramp, and your goal is to get into a hole. And each hole has a value. So you start. It starts like the bottom is usually worth. Well, if you, there's one where it's just zero, like you you just suck you and miss. you get zero. Um, and then it usually starts. The bottom is worth 10, 20. The middle is usually worth thirty, 30. and then yeah, forty okay. and fifty. The holes do get smaller as you um go up. And then there's also on some machines they might at the in the top right and left corners have a hundred values. Um, it's miss, it's pretty aggressive and ambitious to go for the hundred values. So it's usually better to go for the middle. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go and find like a YouTube video or a picture of what ski ball is to post onto the um, show notes in case people have you know, no idea what ski ball is. You know, we have wedding pictures taken <gasps> of you ski ball. We do playing ski ball on our wedding day. We do. Do you know what I regret? I regret not getting a picture of me walking like on the actual ski ball. Um, what do you call it? a court ramp? You, you would you would actually walk on that? Totally. Oh my god, I would love to have gotten a picture of me. Like in hindsight, I'm like, oh, what would have been awesome? 
I didn't think of it until we were going through our pictures. I'm like, oh man, I totally should have had a picture of me like on the ski ball thing and like just feeding uh, balls into cheating. the machine. Oh, totally cheating. Cheating. Yeah. But fun. Okay. But yeah, so missed opportunity. I know. If Aaron McGrath is listening, Aaron, let's get. Can some, we go back put and the take dress back on? <laughs> take some pictures. That, that dress is not going back on. <laughs> but it, but yeah, so if you happen to have a rainy day at the Jersey Shore, hit up the arcade. That is just like classic Jersey Shore. And bring the kids. And you can bring the kids. Definitely very family friendly. They might have fun there too. Who? They might have fun there too. They might. So play some skee ball, play some claw machine, um, play oh. some boardwalk games. Um, you yeah. know, the classic spin the wheels, hit the um the water gun, yep. win a prize. The frog Yeah, frog game. Ah, uh, the frog game. Yeah. Try to get the, you know, use the hammer to get the frog into the lily or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Those are those and are then, all and then if the, the weather clears up, then you can have some boardwalk eats. Boardwalk Eats, taco. Let's talk about some Boardwalk Eats. I think, you know, there's some obvious ones. Like pizza. Pizza. So we have Boardwalk Pizza and we have Restaurant Pizza. So let's talk about what makes a good Boardwalk Pizza. So if you're having Boardwalk Pizza, unless you have a big group of people with you, you're probably just getting a slice. Yeah, but let's talk about those slices. Well, they, they can range in size. So like they could get ridiculously big. We're literally having one is like a meal. Right. Like there are definitely places like that. Um, but I mean, we have places where like the slices are so big, they give you two paper plates. Right. You have to like back to back, like not stack them. No, like like, like they are lined up one yeah. you know next to each other right. with a big ass slice of pizza on them. So that's that's that definitely exists. And that's kind of a standard. But like, not every place is like that. You know, that some places serve normal sized slices of pizza. They're not, that's not as fun. (laughs) It's not as fun. Um, But yeah, like, so that like you're getting a slice and I think what makes a good slice as opposed to like a whole pie is like, what I'm looking for is that crispy crust, Mm. you know, like, cause they put it back into the oven and reheat it and then it gets crispy on the, on the outside there and then cheese remelts again and stuff like that. Like I'm looking for that kind of crust, which for some reason when I'm sitting down in a restaurant having a pie, it just one, it doesn't come out that way. It's yeah, too, it's, it's it's too hard because you have a, a big pie yeah. that, that they're trying to work with whereas like the little slice, they can yeah. just kind of take it, they throw it like right onto the oven. Yeah. So it gets, yeah, that, that that nice crisp to it. So yeah, so that's like, I mean, there's tons of places all up and down any boardwalk from all the way down in like Cape May and Wildwood all the way up yeah. to whatever. So, all right, right, so Taco, boardwalk pizza. pizza. Yeah. What? is your favorite boardwalk pizza. Oh, man. So I'm going to throw out a wild card. Okay. Because it's not in this area. I, I think I, I have a feeling I think I know which one you're going to talk about. But So I grew, again, I grew up in South Jersey. And the thing, the pizza to get was Mac, Mac and Mancos. I thought you were going to say Mac and Mancos, yeah. The pizza to get was Mac and Mancos. And that was more of the normal slice, normal sized slices. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been there in years. And in fact, now, like, just because I kind of, Got to know the owners. There's a there's another chain. I'll give them a plug too. Primo Pizza became like my spot as I became like kind of an older teenager and, and things like that, just because I knew people that worked there. Um, and think I knew the guy who was the manager of the store. So like that was that that became my joint. Yeah. Um, now is Mac and Mancos the one where their pizzas, they kind of look like um like a hypnosis where it's like they take the sauce and they kind of like no, that's a Trenton swirl it around. Because there's yeah, a place that, in um no, Mac- Seaside Heights, and I can't remember the name of it. 
Yeah, I know what your place I'm is. I'm going to Google it while you're looking. That There's style a place of in pizza. Seaside. That style of pizza is not boardwalk pizza to me. That style of pizza is Trenton style. So like that's really popular over on the other side of the state. And that the, the place that you're talking about in Seaside Heights, they basically replicate that. But that's like very rare. Mac and Manco was not like that okay. at all. So, but then like, I guess if I had to pick a place up this way, just because like, because I guess because we live here, like I'm not, I'm not going for the boardwalk. Oh, Point Pleasant, Joey Tomatoes. Okay. Joey Tomatoes and Point Pleasant. You could also like, actually you can't go wrong, but like if you're just at Jenkinson's, Jenkinson's. The Jenkinson's pizza. Jenkinson's had a good slice. That's also in Point Pleasant. And then. Even I think there were a few times, even when we were living in Belmar, where we would just get a pie from Three Brothers. So I'm a, I'm a, I know you don't like it as much. I'm a Three Brothers fan, and the Three Brothers is definitely one of those places where the slice it's is huge. massive. And I think for a plain slice, it's been a while since I've been there. Maybe like a one plain slice, is like three fifty. Yeah. And then, but if you go up to like toppings, like you're paying almost like four or five dollars a slice. Right. Yeah. Just for like mushrooms on your pizza. But so while you're looking up the place and uh, point or sorry, Maruka's, what's it called? Maruka's. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of that does like the um, hypnosis. Yeah, so thing. it's basically the sauce is on the top of the cheese. Yeah. And they the way they are like they swirl the sauce on and kind of like that. It looks kind of cool. It looks cool. It's it's a style of pizza. It's not my favorite, but some people like that a lot. So yeah. Anyway, so that's pizza. Now, how about, but, okay, so we talked about boardwalk pizza. How yeah. about restaurant pizza? All right. So, like, I think the great debate in this area of, of the Jersey Shore used to be, are you a Vicks person or are you a Pete and Elvis person? Yes. And I think what it boils down to is whether, how important the sauce is. I, I agree. Right? Because for years... I was a Pete and Elders person. I still love their pizza, but it's a little light on the sauce. It's, it can be a little dry, to be honest. Yeah, it can be dry. So you need a good beer to go along with that. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if Vicks, I'd probably have a glass of wine. Yeah. And the sauce is amazing. Now, what I'll say is, in the last 10 years or so, with the resurgence of Asbury Park, yep. they've brought the brick oven style pizzas here. Well, not even br- like Italian, Italian brick, brick oven. So they like right. importing these ovens over from Italy to come yeah. to, to into these so restaurants. At least they're importing the bricks. I don't think the whole entire oven comes assembled. I don't know. Yeah, the, uh, the yeah. So so now you have places like Porta, mm-hmm. which you can also find now even in Philadelphia. Porta, which you can find in Jersey City and Philadelphia. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I'm very partial to the original oh. Porta. I've been to the one in Jersey City. Have not been to the one in Philly yet. Yeah. But I will definitely say the original is the best. It's way better than my Raspberry uh, Park. And we also have another one called Tallulah's, mm-hmm. which um, is kind of they take more of a farm to table element to it. Now you're going to pay a lot more for those pizzas. Yeah, like, totally. Using like really high quality ingredients, and they're amazing pizzas. But they're not the kind of pizza that you get when you're eating on the boardwalk. That's like no. It's again. There's a difference between boardwalk pizza and and restaurant pizza. Right. Now, how about? South Jersey, um, is it Tony's Baltimore oh, Grill? Tony's That's Baltimore like your Grill. Pe- that was your pizza City, spot. That was my spot. That okay. was, like if you're going to sit down and have a pie with your friends, that was the spot. Like when I was in high school, when we were causing mischief all over Atlantic City uh, at after, any time after midnight before six a.m. Tony's Baltimore Grill was our spot. Okay. Now, how about um, let's talk about as a couple? You wake up in the morning. You want to go have a nice brunch. Yeah. So again, in this area, you have a, there's a lot of choices. It's you gotten one? way better. You don't have to pick one, but I will say, like again, you know, we've definitely had a, a larger resurgence, and because there are more full time local people yeah. that live here now than there was maybe 10, 15 years ago, so right. we have a lot more 
options now as far as things like like brunch spots go. So if I was going if I was going for the I got to impress this lady kind of thing, I think the spot I would go is actually Cardinal, which is a newer place. Yeah. So that's Nasbury Park. Yeah. And and one of the things that they have on the menu that's just baller is the chicken and waffles. Uh, those chicken and waffles are ridiculous. See, guys. So like if, if you're in the area. Yeah. Like you want the brunch again, as you know, dietitian approved chicken and waffles, man. <laughs> It's it's way tastier than it sounds when you put dietitian and approved in front of it. But uh, they have that and they have some deviled eggs that are amazing there. And like, it, yeah, it's it's this it's great, like farm to table comfort food. Yeah. For so sure. that's a great spot to go. It's, it not is, for, it's not for people on a diet like that. You're going there. You're to go, have some good. You're going to go there. And you're going to enjoy food. yourself. Yeah. Definitely. Um, also, to note, that is um uh, BYO. So in Jersey, we tend to have a lot of BYO restaurants. You can BYO a little champagne, or if you tend to be more on the Bloody Mary side, you can bring some vodka and they will give you mixers to yeah, you can assemble your own mimosas or Bloody Marys. Tomato juice and orange juice are pretty much in every single restaurant. Yes. So, um, and some of the restaurants do a better job of like, like with the tomato juice, like it's not just Juice, yeah, right? some will actually give you like a legit Bloody Mary mix, mix yeah. like a toast. I think they do yeah. the Bloody Mary mix, yep. which is pretty delicious there. Toast is known for their pancakes. You can yeah. get red velvet pancakes. Uh, those are legit. They also have really good huevos rancheros. Huevos rancheros are really good. Yeah. And then, I mean, we can go, we can mention all the places. Oh, totally. So those are great spots to go. Um, if you do want a little um Beachside view with your breakfast. Avon Pavilion oh. is a is a classic. You will wait. Yeah. So You'll wait. and it, and they do the basics really well. Like with yes. some twists, you know. Like no, but they do pancakes. Some they have like some good skillets. They have skillets, you know. Like that's a big thing that they do there. And then like, um, what's the the dish you get? Uh, the eggs Avon. Eggs Avon. Yeah. Which is kind of like. It's uh, it's a it's a take on a, eggs Benny, so it's yeah. English muffins. They put um, sautéed spinach. Right. They used to do po- uh, poached eggs and then um, some American or Vermont cheddar. They're very big on advertising the Vermont cheddar yeah. melted on top. So there's no hollandaise sauce, right. um, which it, actually it's still really good. Yeah, so that's a good spot. And if you do feel like going on like the grocer side with your breakfast, um, there's that one place in on our way in Brielle. Um, oh. whose name is totally yeah, Mar- escaping Mariner's me, Cove. right? Mariner's Cove. Their yeah. breakfasts are massive. Yeah, I think they're. I think their eggs Benny come with three pieces of English muffin, so you actually get three eggs. Yeah, in an order, I think, because I can't imagine what else it was that made it so big. Yeah, so that's a bit. That's uh one, and then they actually have a sister place called Amy's Omelets that's up in Long Branch. Yep, that you can go check out. On. Um, and actually, I'm going to call this "quote unquote" mainland, um, which is basically going across the highway. There's a place called Me Moms, which basically on their breakfast, yeah. like I, I don't know, to me, that's a local spot. To me, um, like I like when people get creative with my food. I don't like when they get like just obnoxiously gross with it. Like with the stuff at Me Moms, it's like, hey, we're going to take like you know a whole bunch of like Twix and like put Twix in the pancakes and Twix on top. <laughs> um, so it's basically like throwing a lot of candy but together you with like your that. pancakes, which you do, and that's fine. I don't, I just, I found, and just the menu is just so overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot to deal with there. Yeah. Okay. So that's so good brunch. brunch spots. I mean, I think we were leaning to like Asbury Park is a great spot to go check out for some good brunch spots. We also have awesome taco spots. Tacos. Um, tacos for taco. 
Um, if you're in Asbury Park on the boardwalk, they have an awesome place called Mogo. It is Korean fusion tacos. They have two locations, actually. The one you're talking about is more of like That's the stand. The, and that was the like boardwalk. the original yep. boardwalk stand. Mm-hmm. Um, go get like one or two tacos, sit and stare at the beach and enjoy that. They now have a uh, brick and mortar store yeah. in the same town. But just Korean fusion tacos. I can't say enough about them. The tofu taco is to die for. So if you happen to be in the area, get the tofu taco. And if you're a meat eater, like a normal person, uh, get the pork taco. Mm-hmm. Do it. Uh, we also have over in Belmar, which was featured on Diners, Drivers and Dies, 10th mm-hmm. Avenue Burrito. For sure. So if I, ironically, the thing I like the least on the menu is their burritos, the burritos. but their tacos are pretty awesome and they have some great drinks. Uh, and they have great entrees and and starters and sides and like they always have specials there. So mm-hmm. that's a jam. Then there's the place where Shiva and I like to go on for dates. Mm-hmm. When, when Daddy daughter dates. Yes, we go on daddy daughter dates at Pop's Garage. Yeah. And that's a good spot, too, because you're right on the boardwalk. And again, you can see the ocean right there. And the waitresses are pretty cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So Pop's Garage. And then I feel like there's another taco, jo- an obvious taco joint that we're missing right now. Hold on. Uh, maybe no. Surf? Oh, yeah. Surf Taco is pretty good. Surf Taco is so like our local chain yeah. taco joint. Yeah. The Surf Taco is actually uh, like battered cod. It's cod. Yeah. With like, you know, uh, yeah. like the slaw and uh, like a, what's the sauce? Uh, well, it's, I don't know. They put like a uh, It's like a, a cilantro cream sauce. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for your help on that. It's we've had so many great taco places that have popped up over the years that I actually have. It's very rare now. I go to surf taco like yeah. that was one of the spots I would go nonstop. And since all we have all, all these other great places, it's fallen a little lower on the list. I still sure. love you, surf taco. Yep. I do. OK. All right. So those are your taco joints. So taco joints. Um, And then maybe a little something sweet afterwards. So getting some ice cream. Word. Got to get the ice cream. Yeah. So our, probably our best known spot here is Hoffman's. It's all homemade, handmade ice cream. Yep. And you will go, you will get a ticket for a number and you'll wait in the big line. Yeah. So you have some time to figure out what flavor ice cream you want <laughs> while you're waiting. And I would say that, so uh, there's another spot we'll probably talk about too, but like at this spot, I think what is, they're, they're more the traditional flavors, right? You're going to get your vanilla chocolate strawberry <laughs> and like all those, you know, I love chocolate peanut butter, Oreo, yeah, you're going to get that. But it's all like you said, it's the handmade, homemade. It's it's like New Jersey's Legend. best vanilla. I think every year, like at the ice cream festival, yeah. it gets voted the best vanilla ice cream in New Jersey. But OK, so what's your favorite flavor? Don't pick the same one as me. At uh, Hoffman's? At Hoffman's. Um, well, I know like, you know, no, you I'm going to no, say. Fu- don't fu- pick your own. But that one's so good. OK, I'm going to say it then. The fudge mint cookie. Fudge mint cookie. If you like mint chocolate chip. But with Oreo. Oreos in and it, put fudge on it's it. like it's like um uh, cookies and cream, but with mint ice cream and fudge, and it's pretty legit. Yeah, I think that one's the one that like wins awards. That one probably does. That's too. my favorite. That's a good one and to get. <clears throat> let's talk about the like you. You're more balanced than I am when it comes to this sort of thing because you'll order like the kid kids cup. I don't let need... the dietitian and you speak first for a moment about this. Yeah, I mean. Part of this is the dietitian in me. Part of this is the, um, I'm going to say the intuitive eater in me. You know, the, I love the kids that scoop the ice cream and they do a great job with it. But like, there's a lot of ice cream they scoop into it. So to me, like one kitty cup scoop is super filling. 
you go, you know, taco will, will go and he gets the small and with a small, you actually can get two flavors. So they'll scoop out up to two flavors. Two so you can either get two scoops of the same or you can do two different ones if you want. But taco, you get the kids or the small cup, you get your chocolate peanut butter and you get your fudge mint cookie and you wind up throwing half of it away because you're like, half. I'm full. No. Well, if you got the kids cup, you wouldn't be wasting ice cream. No, your rationale is wrong. Here's the reason why. I want both. And I don't care if I only eat half of both. I want to satisfy my like my need for both fudge mint cookie and chocolate peanut butter at the same time, which I can't do if I only get one scoop. I have to choose between my two children. Mm-hmm. So if I get the small and I don't throw away half. I, I do throw away some of it because like at some point, yeah, it's like, okay. Okay. Maybe I, once, like, maybe like once, three quarters of it. You Once eat. I've satisfied the craving, once I've satisfied the craving, I'm done. I can throw the rest of it out. I don't care, but I got Food to waster. satisfy. I satisfied, Food I satisfied the craving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing at Hoffman's they have, this has also been featured on, I want to say man, man, man versus, versus food. food. They have this thing called the octopus yeah. where it's eight, flavors of ice cream, eight different toppings, and I feel like there's something else. It, it's it's gross. But it's, if it's... you eat it, you get like a t-shirt. And on August 8th every year, you can go That's and get eight, one eight. for $8.88. But I would bring eight fr- like seven other friends to share <laughs> yeah, it with. You don't have to take it down all by yourself. You can bring friends, but you're not going to all Well, if you t-shirt. want the t-shirt, you have to eat it all by yourself, which right. I don't advocate for. So that's Hoffman's. That's Hoffman's. Then again, you hear us talk about Asbury Park a lot. So just a little history. Asbury Park was a super um, big destination back in the early 1900s. And um, all the way up to like the 50s. Yeah, 50s, 60s. I mean, that was that was where a lot of families, especially particularly from the New York City area would come down to and they had, you know, big parades and and rides. Um, the the boardwalk, they had the Palace Amusements there. Yeah, it, was, it was a short, it was a Jersey short town that was there to, you know, uh, that families would go to. Right. Um, and then unfortunately in the early um, 70s, late 60s, early 70s, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of gang violence that was would take place there. And the town actually became incredibly unsafe to be in. My, my parents actually, when they first got married, lived not too far from there. And it, there, there was actually a lot of riots. It was, mm-hmm. it was very early um, during the early civil movements, rights that, that things were happening. So it became a, a place where you didn't go anymore. It was deserted. It was a ghost town. It was very deserted ghost town. Now, in the late 70s, you know, throughout that, there were still some places that were still operating, sure. one of which was a rock club called the Stone Pony. Which I think we've talked about before on this podcast. We've probably mentioned yeah. there's a Stone Pony. There's another one called The Saint. And, um, you know, a lot of local bands played there, including a young man called Bruce Springsteen. He was young back then. Yes. <laughs> Who would uh, play at these, these you know, early Jersey clubs. And I'm not saying that he's helped to be an advocate, but, you know, still gave a reason for to, yeah. to draw. And he brought a lot of attention. Obviously, if you know Bruce Springsteen, his first album was called Greetings from Asbury right. Park. Yep. Um, which helped to bring some awareness to Asbury Park onto the map. But then I remember when I was in high school, when I was in high school and I got my license and I would just kind of get in my car and drive down Long Ocean Avenue. I mean, I would drive through Asbury Park, windows, doors locked, windows closed. But, you know, it was very desolate. And then finally in the, I think, early 2000s. So can I, I transition in? Yeah. So, then, so that's the Asbury Park that I started to know. That's what like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like the when, you know, your teenage years. 
uh, the desolate place. And, yeah, and you were told you you don't go there. You, right. you did there was, not go there. Well, there was no reason to, no. to be honest. And then um, I would say in the late two thousand, whatever the two thousands, right? Not before you get to twenty ten. Right. You know there there were some establishments that were starting to open up in the area. Yeah. So I mean the um again like early two thousands they like knocked down the, the palace amusements and you know those historic establishments that were there. Cookman Avenue there were still some businesses that were in operation there stores and shops and 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 stores and shops yeah um but yeah i mean like you said kind of the late 2000s was when some businesses were like kind of starting to like peek in a little bit but so one of my one of our best friends who worked in the liquor industry be like hey let's go check out this new bar in asbury park and like it's like okay well why are we going there oh yeah there's this great spot let's go check it out and we would go and it would be a beautiful bar gorgeous establishment and like but there was no nobody there and so it took a couple years for like them to figure out the formula and attract people to asbury park um before what i would say i I remember like facebook is great for telling you your memories and so it was the year before the summer before we actually moved here so 2010 Mm -hmm. um there's a picture of you me and and, uh, a couple friends over at the wonder bar and i posted something like Asbury Park has arrived. You heard it here first, something right. to that extent. And then I, that was like when it was like, okay, yes, this is a place I can hang out. This is a place I can come to regularly. There's great food here now and, and things like that. That's when it started turning around. So that was like nine years ago. Yeah, that was 2010. And since then, the town has just absolutely exploded with yeah. restaurants, bars. It's become destination. It's been written up about in New York Times as yeah. like a hot destination to go to. It is super hipstery now. So, you know, where the hipsters go, that's that's the place to be. They actually do equate it a lot to Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, actually, a lot of people move from Brooklyn to Asbury Park. down to Asbury Park, especially if uh, those with families that want to be somewhere um, a little bit more suburban. Mm-hmm. They come down down here. Um, and it's just become this really cool, funky spot. It's 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 cool. Actually, Anthony Bourdain. He did a Jersey episode and he did actually go through a lot of the history of Asbury Park yep. and how it's really, really researched itself. And yes, every now and then you might see Bruce Springsteen popping around. We talked about this a couple weeks ago with Lisa and, and Quinn about oh, yeah. Bruce sightings. Yeah. Bourdain. So Bourdain went to Frankie's in Asbury Park mm-hmm. to go get some hot dogs or something like that. And then he also went to Tony's Baltimore Grill. He did. And down in AC. He did. So Bourdain always knew He's, where it was at. Yeah. R.I.P. So, uh, okay. So we were talking about, how did we get on the Asbury Park tangent here? Because we were talking about something. Oh, ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. So the other ice cream joint you got to check out if you're in the area is called the Creamery. Cookman Cookman Creamery. Cookman Creamery. And what's different about that spot versus Hoffman's is they get funkier, number mm-hmm. one. They, the, their flavors are definitely funkier. They're going to go well, a little more off the beaten path. And then they also have the vegan options. They have a very big vegan selection of ice cream. So it's primarily coconut milk-based. Right. And they're and, tasty. And while I, like, I've, I've had a taste of some of them, not like a bowl, but like, oh, yeah, let me taste that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I will say, as a non-vegan person, they're pretty it, darn good. It, it has a great consistency. It's very creamy, just like, um, you know, dairy-based ice cream. Yeah. So it's it's a great alternative. So if you are someone who is vegan, that's a good spot. Because again, they get kind of funky with their flavors. A lot yeah. of times vegan, it, like Hoffman's, I think they might have like one vegan flavor and you're right. like, yeah, vanilla. Right. But, no, but dude, yeah, so they have, um, I don't know if they still make it. They used to have one that was called Thunder Road. 
Yeah. Again, Bruce Springsteen reference, but mm-hmm. that was like a chocolate peanut butter. Right. I think there was like pretzels in it. Yes. They used to do another one. It was like a cinnamon toast crunch and it had like actual pieces of cinnamon toast crunch in it with like cinnamon ice cream. But I'll give you the taco flavor. What's the taco the flavor? Cookman Monster. Cookman Monster. Or I think there's one uh, that specifically has peanut butter in it. I think it's the PB Monster. Oh, okay. So either one is fantastic. But like the Cookman Monster with the peanut butter in it has like the Oreos in it. It's chocolate. I think I think it's chocolate and vanilla together. But yeah, the Cookman Monster is where you want to be at the Cookman Creamery. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good spot. Um, I know we skipped ahead to dessert, but taco. Let's talk about like if you want to have just like a really nice dinner. A nice dinner. Okay, so again, like <laughs> let's say let's say a panty dropper of a dinner that you want to go out for. Okay. This is so hard because what this boils down to is what type of food do you want, right? Do you want Italian food? Do you want a steakhouse? We have tons of seafood restaurants Mm -hmm. around here. So like you could go that route. And then there's just so many good, creative places that just, it it, not just in Asbury Park either. Like, uh, man, I forget the, oh, poached pear. Remember we uh, we went there for your birthday. Yeah. That's a wild card. You didn't expect me to bring it. I was not. I forgot that. that That's that's like a top. That's actually always rated in like the top 25 in New Jersey restaurants. Yeah. That's over in Point Point Pleasant. Point, yeah. Yeah. That would be, that's a special occasion or, you know, panty dropper kind of meal. You want to go to poached pear. That's definitely one of those spots. That's a good spot. Yeah. I, I used to be a huge fan of this place. I'm still a big fan. I, you know, it's just, I, there's some things that aren't on the menu anymore that I really, that you and I lo- really love. Pascal and Sabine, which is a French restaurant over in Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. When they had the seared foie gras on the menu, I mean, I don't think we could even walk in the door without getting that. Uh, that was, uh, so I sent you a picture last time I went there a week or two ago. They had as a, you could order as a side option, seared foie gras or like something that as a topper, a side option. And there is a foie gras dish on the menu. I don't recall if it was specifically seared foie gras, mm-hmm. but it's, it's back. It's coming back. Uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But so that, that, that was always, that for a long time, that was like, that was my birthday restaurant. Yeah. Right. Where we went for my birthday sort of thing. So those are definitely two like that are up there that you can't go wrong. No. If you like escargot, Ugh. they do them so legit. Don't be afraid of escargot. No. It, like it, it's, it's just basically a vehicle for garlic and butter and then to dip your bread into the garlic and butter. Oh, good rule of thumb. Anytime you're dining out in Asbury Park, always ask for extra bread. They give you like three <laughs> slices of bread for something that is like purposely supposed to be like a dipable yeah. dish. Always ask for extra bread. Right. You're going to want go. that. Um, And then there's new spots too. So like Modine is a great spot that you and I've been to a few times recently. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, it's all Southern style. Um, there's uh, uh, what's the Italian place that we've gone to a couple times now? Um, yeah, I, I keep wanting to say Mayberry. Um, it is uh, Marindolas. Marindolas. Marindolas, an Italian joint in Bradley Beach. That's like Bradley Beach overall has a lot of great yeah. Italian restaurants, so you can't go yeah. wrong there. Yeah. So like those, I think that's enough. But like those are some. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many, like, but if you're, if it's, you're taking the couple's angle and you want like that really special meal, I think those are some of the spots you might want to check out. Yeah. So we definitely run the gamut from like super high end romantic to like taco shacks. Yeah. And honestly, you can't go wrong at any of them. I can't believe we didn't even mention a a seafood restaurant. Um, I got, we got to get one in. Well, Well, okay. So I think that actually makes a great transition into, I want to talk a little bit about like happy hour nightlife. Okay. So let's talk about 
it's at least one of my favorite right, happy hour spots to go to, this. which is um, Klein's, which is number yep. one, my top seafood. Re- that's my seafood market. Seafood Amazing market. market. Right. They have a restaurant and then they have just a really cool patio tiki bar tiki there. Bar. Their happy hour is awesome. Great food, delicious sushi. They have raw bar. Yep. Um, and when I take people on the paddle boards for paddleboard yeah, bar tours, sometimes we, we roll up there with the paddle boards. So three to six every day. <laughs> Go check it out. Now, before... Are we sponsored by any of these places no. that we're mentioning? No, but this I'm going to have to... advertising? This is all free advertising. This is the Jersey Shore Couples advertisement uh, episode where we don't get paid for this. Nope. <laughs> we are sharing out of love yes. for our well, fellow restaurants and fellow Jersey you know Shore what, Like, Because uh, if you're not from the Jersey Shore area, you might be like, oh, this doesn't mean anything to me. But I think what it what it can speak to is no matter where you live, you, you got to get out and about and explore your area. Totally. No matter where you live. And we've traveled a lot. We've traveled all over. You can find spots. Oh, there's, totally. There's funky places everywhere. I mean, yes. like with the Food Network, like it's almost impossible to have a bad meal these mm-hmm. days when you go out to eat because like you restaurants can't stay open because people don't need to eat bad food. Right. Exactly. Like you just there's no reason for it. Exactly. Everybody know what good, knows what good food tastes like. So like there's always places around you and, and we just we just really immerse ourselves into the local area and the local culture. The way everybody should. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Um, now, before we used to hit up Klein's happy hours back in the day. We still do. We, <laughs> what do you mean back in the day? We would. Well, and this also, again, goes back to before Jersey Shore came down here. Yeah. We would love to take friends to a quaint little spot in Belmar called DJ's. DJ's. Yeah. If you know anything about the Jersey Shore, Belmar and DJ's, that is where... The Guidos all go and hang out. And if you don't know what a Guido is, just Google just it. Just Google Jersey Shore. The dudes on Jersey, Jersey Shore, Shore, they were yeah. all Guidos. Those were the Guidos. And that was, again, before Jersey Shore came. and right. up. So we used to have friends come down, visit us at Shore House. And we, yep. we would used to say, we're going to take you kids to the zoo now. <laughs> because that's exactly what it was. Well, because, you, like, because, because there's no place like that. Or no. At least, People hadn't ever seen anything like that before the Jersey Shore show, right? No. So, like, if you went there and you're watching people dance a certain way to a certain type of music and pumping their fists, you're like, what is going what is, on And it's, here? like, a beautiful sunny day, and yeah. you're inside this, like, dark, dark <laughs> club. Right. So, it, like, you found yourself watching. You couldn't. It, it, you just could not turn away. Right. You found yourself watching as if you were watching something at a zoo. Yeah, and it's just like you saw, you know, dudes, you know, hard gelled hair back. Yep, or in, spiky. Yeah, jeans or shorts. And I'm sorry if people find this an offensive term, wearing wife beaters. Yes. And just, and they're all muscly because all they GTL. do, all they do is weight training. Yeah. And for some reason, it's always just the top half of their body that got weight. Like, the, like they always forget leg the glory days. muscles. They all forget leg days. <laughs> So it's like, you know, muscles popping out. So all they had to have these like muscly shirts on to show off the uh-huh. muscles that they work so hard for. They're all yeah. obscenely orange in color. GTL. Because they're all tanning or, or, you know, whatever they're doing to get that fun color or they're you know sitting out in the sun and just fist pumping up a storm. And you're drinking this like the, the glasses at DJs are very like distinct too. Yeah. like there's like bone shaped, like long skinny glasses. So you see some dude with like a Red Bull and vodka. 16 ounces, Red Bull and vodka pumping his fist yeah. to some club music with a bunch of sirens in the background. Yep. 
and it's just it's yeah, so okay. special. So it was that, so special. That was back in the day. We it haven't done that. So special. It's been a long time. And, and then, honestly, ever since Jersey Shore right. aired, it was not fun. Like it, it, we tried yeah. to take someone there one time, and like you and I were just like, "This this sucks." Well, because once Jersey Shore, like be, again, before Jersey Shore happened. If you took friends there, nobody had ever seen anything. Like no, that. it was fucking funny as shit to watch everybody's <laughs> reactions to it. Right. And so it was something that was novel. Then once the show came, even exaggerated that. Right. Like, yeah. It, it exaggerated it even more. Right. Then people wanted to come to the Jersey Shore and experience it themselves and would go to the places like DJs or the places in sea, uh, uh, Seaside Heights. Mm-hmm. And then it would flood it. So it's the back to the whole Benny conversation of like, you went to this place for happy hour. That was the one time where like you for, because we weren't into that sort of culture, but we appreciated it. And, and I could watch it like a TV show, yeah, man. Right. And like, you could sit over by the windows watching like in one direction, watching the waves crash on the beach and look in the other direction and see people dancing. That, around, right. Yeah. But then once it became so popular, you couldn't move. You couldn't, move around even during happy hour. You yeah, had to wait no. in line even during happy hour. Yep. And so like, it just didn't become worth it. So we haven't done that in a long, we haven't even walked inside DJs no. in years. And, uh, you know, because we're, you know, old <laughs> adults <laughs> and couldn't take the Jersey Shore anymore. So again, we seek our refuge now in Asbury Park. Well, and, and, and but you pivoted off of clients. So like yes. now our happy hour spot, like we have a circuit, like we've, we've definitely gone, we've had a couple circuits. And now there's kind of like circuits, right? Yeah. And so particularly in the summertime, and especially you mentioned that you run the paddle and pour, which typically happens on Friday nights, right? right? There's kind of like a circuit that we've created of like, these are the, yeah. these are the happy hour spots that we're going to go to on Friday night. Yeah. So we go, the, a certain order Cl- we go the Kleins, we get our happy hour beers, we get our um, raw oysters, yep. maybe a little shrimp cocktail. Yep. Then we go over to watch the sunset at Marina Grill. All you need to do there at Marina Grill is watch the sunset. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And then we go to the 10th Ave Burrito and actually eat dinner. And have dinner there. But when we were living in Belmar, we actually had a place in between Klein's. Well, sometimes we would go to the Beach House Brewery. Right. So when the Beach House Brewery first opened up, that was right down the street from us. And again, we were riding our bikes everywhere, right? So we biked it over to Klein's, did the whole thing that you mentioned there. We would go to Beach House Brewery and get a, you know local fresh beer or two there. Yes. Then we'd go watch the sunset. And before Marina Grill, it was Ninth Ave Pier. Yes. Which are right next They're door next to, each to each other, other now. now. But like, but beautiful, but were, beautiful yeah. sunset views. You're, you're basically watching the sunset. Over so if the you are looking river. for a romantic spot to go on a date, yeah. you got to go catch a sunset at Ninth Ave Pier or at Marina Grill. Or at Marina Grill. Right. And, and then our recommendation would be to eat probably a 10th Ave Burrito. If you're into barbecue... Yeah. yeah. If you're into if you're into barbecue, there's Jersey Shore barbecue. Yeah. And so you're just gonna get gross. So this is not gonna be the romantic. Um, like that sunset will be romantic. Yes. You'll have some good happy hour eats. If you're gonna get gross though, like those are the spots you want to go to. Yeah. So that's our Belmar happy hour circuit. Then we have we have an Asbury spot too. So now that we have Shiva the Diva, mm-hmm. there's a bar there called the Wonder Bar, and they do an event called Yappy Hour, where you can go and you can take your dog and it's happy hour and the doggies can go run around and play and have have a good time there. Asbury Park, also very friend, dog friendly, especially in the summertime. So you can go sit outside. Dogs can chill outside. Um, yeah. I mean, it's basically, I mean, it, it, you can't take dogs into the restaurants. It's basically all the restaurants then have 
Um, Everywhere with outdoors, anywhere that has outdoor seating, you can chill out there. So good spots to to check out. Um, And then as far as like nightlife and entertainment goes. I'm not um, done with happy hour. Oh, okay. So part of the Asbury circuit, because I wanted to mention, we talked about clients, but I wanted to bring up another seafood restaurant because it's, it bridges happy hour and also like a good dinner. And that's the Bonnie Reed. The Bonnie Reed in Asbury. Uh, the Bonnie Reed in Asbury Park. Yeah. So like they have an amazing happy hour. And what I'll say about a lot of places in this area now is because um, like there's the weekend. Right. And like um, so Bonnie Reed actually does do happy hours still on Saturdays even. Yes. Right. So like it ends at like six or seven o'clock and then they go into the dinner service. But like it's it's a great way to um, some of these places can get really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether uh, some of the places we already mentioned, all of them pretty much have happy hour at some point during yeah. the week. And in fact, some of them will have all night happy hour during the week. So Monday, yeah, well, there's like a Monday. spot. Monday, there's a spot. Tuesdays, there's a spot. Wednesdays, there's a spot like where that restaurant's doing happy hour all night long. And it's a great way to... So if you're planning to take a, like a weekend getaway or vacation, like try to fit in like staying on like a Monday or Tuesday in the, in the summertime because you can grab yeah. some good deals. Yeah. So it's a great way to try the food from some of the restaurants or get a taste for the restaurant or just enjoy the atmosphere mm-hmm. without blowing, you know, $200 for a couple right. on dinner because you could easily do that in any of the restaurants. Anywhere, yeah. But not any of the restaurants, but some of the restaurants that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. So Body Reed, what I like, they have a great happy hour. They have some great, you know, like like even the uh, they have a smoked white fish dip, which you actually ordered the one time. I had never tried it. It was on the, the happy hour menu is not that extensive. So after a while, you got to yeah. change things up a little right. bit. And but that, like, that's, that's something that's a little funkier, a little different. Yeah. That that's like, uh, make sure you get the extra pita because to Mandy's point, oh, for some you, reason they give you like three pitas. It, at, yeah, it's ridiculous. Whole pitas, but it's, like triangles. Triangles. It's like, come on. Like bread's not that expensive, people. Yeah. Come on. Right. Um, yeah, that's a great spot to go to. Also, probably one of the, the best, coolest spots to go to in Asbury, especially if you're going on like a nice romantic date. They don't do happy hour specials, but go there anyway. It's called the Watermark. It's a rooftop bar loungy type thing and just the cocktails are insane they make they such delicious cocktails. cocktails there and you're on this rooftop beautiful sunset not quite the sunset view you'd get at like a marina grill or a ninth avenue pier but still you know you're you can overlook the ocean on one side yeah. you'll see the sunset on the other and um, that's a great spot to go and check out for a, a nice romantic cocktail i got two more after reasons dinner. to go there give me two more reasons so if you happen to be in town around when they do the fourth of july fireworks That's the spot you want to be to watch the fireworks. Get there at like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Stay all night. Stay all day. You'll be with your partner. So that way you guys can like rotate, like saving seats while one person has to go to the bathroom. They do serve some food there. Um, So that's a good spot. And then give the second reason why it's a good spot to go taco. You can. So the Stone Pony has a summer stage. So check out their like band schedule and see who's playing when. And you can literally see over the wall. From the watermark mm-hmm. into so like you can watch the concert now it's gonna be it's gonna be the moral equivalent of being at like an, uh, a stadium right it's like being in like the, it's like being in the nosebleed section well, of a like stadium distance. it's not height because you're not that high you're only right. high enough to see over no the it's like it's like being in the end one end zone right. when the band exactly. is playing at the other end exactly. zone exactly. So like you could see what's going on, but there's no there's no video screen. Yeah. If you don't actually care about being in like sight view of the band and you just want to listen to cool music and get the good vibe. Yeah. 
that is the thing to go. Or if you like Taco and I do and we bring Shiva and we sit like on the lawn across the street and we just listen and just people watch. I think we quote went to about five or six concerts last year with Shiva. Oh, Shiva's probably (laughs) been to more concerts than my nieces and nephews have been to. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a great way to just, uh, you know, maximize your 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 budget as yeah. well you know get, you get some overpriced drinks but you get to watch a free concert the, the, at the same time the stage and the speakers all face out towards the beach so you could even be on the beach and hear the concert clear as about yeah we didn't mention uh we didn't mention Southside johnny he was the other he was like the bruce springsteen that didn't make it as as big as bruce well he, he's actually the, he inspired yeah. bruce springsteen and his his sound or what they call the jersey sound yeah. but yeah so uh, Southside Johnny still every year comes, puts on a big show at the uh, Stone Pony. And that's like and a we're 4th always of July there. tradition. Yeah. So come check that out if you happen to be in the area on the 4th of July weekend. And um, all right. So yeah. now you're going to transition into the post dinner. Well, like, you know, I think, well, post dinner nightlife. I mean, I think we are, I think we've pretty much had that. We talked about Watermark, talked about Stone Pony. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Bar can have some funky bands as well. Uh, if you like, there's so much live music all over the area. There's so much live whether, music. Whether it doesn't like, matter where you are. It, there's national acts that are coming through big bands. There, there like, are smaller bands that are up and coming. Like some of my favorite shows that we've seen recently have been smaller bands that are national. They, they're, they're like big. National, they're national acts, and we just happen to see them in these like cool small clubs. So you yeah. have Wonder Bar, you have House of Independence, yep. um, uh, the um, bowling alley, Asbury oh, Lanes, Asbury Lanes. Yep. yeah, all, all just cool, funky spots. Go, and even if you don't know the bands that well, like these are just cool venues to go and check out. Yes, Taco. And let's say the cover band scene is like your thing, mm-hmm. which it used to be our thing, yes. Um, until we got until we got old and we don't know the bands anymore and they stopped playing the music. <laughs> they stopped playing the music we like. Right. So you could go to the place where summer never ends and and where Taco and Mandy met mm-hmm. bar anticipation in Belmar. Yes. And that uh, only on Friday nights in the summertime, they have bands. Yes. Saturday but, nights, dance club night, dance club night. But, but Friday it, night, but that's, you can catch you some good it, bands. Whether yeah. you're in for, for the band. Or it's like it's like a super bar, right? Because it's inside, outside. They've got yeah. That's beach it's areas. that's another like classic spot that you should go check out. Check it out, and they have a decent. And they go on Fridays, in, Fridays they have a good happy hour to go, go stand check in, out too. Go stand in the spot where Taco and Manny met. Is is there a plaque there? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Just look for it. <laughs> but there should be. I wonder if this is where Taco and Manny met. Mm-hmm. Somebody buck or somebody somebody. What are the bartenders would probably know? Be like that's the spot. That's the spot. That's yeah. where I first saw them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of where we're, we're forgetting any good spots. I think we have. I mean, there's always going to be things that we forget because there's just so much. Yeah. Um, but I think we covered it. Yeah. So if you guys find yourself at the Jersey Shore or we've intrigued you to come check out the Jersey Shore this summer, you got to hit up some spots, tag them, tag us yeah, on us Instagram, tag Nutrition Nuptials Podcast on Instagram. Let us know that you've been there. Give us a thumbs up if uh, we gave you a good recommendation. If we gave you a bump steer, which I don't think we did. And I don't I'm think anyone confident. local in this area who's listening to this podcast would tell you that we gave you any sort of a bump steer. You might disagree. I, I, I think not a bum steer, but like somebody might be like, oh, I wouldn't go to Pascal and Sabine. Yeah, I mean, some people be like, oh, that place, that place sucks. That place has overpriced drinks. That yeah. place was too crowded. But again... We're giving you just our local perspective. And these are places we've gone to like multiple times. So we can say with confidence that there are spots we really like. Tell them Taco and Mandy sent you. And Taco and Mandy sent you. Yes. 
All right. Well, Taco, before we sign off, I think we have one last piece of business that we're going to have to, uh, yeah. to do. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm so not prepared for this reveal, but like, I feel like we built it up so much. I but, know. But, so uh, much. All right. So are you going to like tell them, tell everybody what we're doing? Taco. Yes. Can you, can you answer the question that every guest has asked us? <laughs> Everyone who listens to the show, Taco? every colleague who has listened to the show has asked me. Everyone who has ever met me and knows I'm married to a dude named Taco has right. wanted to know, Taco, why are you in fact Taco? Is that is that your birth name? Is that on your birth certificate? No, it's it's not. So on our wedding invitations, it did not say no, come didn't. to the wedding of Taco and Mandy. No, it did not. No, uh, we're not going to say what it said, but my, my name is Joe. Um, part of being as old as I am and being named Joe, one of the things you run into is there's a lot of people around you also named Joe. Just I think, an average Joe. <laughs> I think even in your family, right? When we have dinner at the Christmas table, there's at least three Joes around. They're all Joes right? and Franks. Yeah. So like, so like there's no, like you're not standing out being Joe or like you. So examples on my high school soccer team, I was one of three Joes. In my college dorm, um, sophomore year, I think there were five Joes on the same floor in the same hallway as me at St. Joe's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to add to the Jonas. Right. So, like, that's where Taco came to be. Okay. So, why did it become Taco? Well, we've talked about this before. My mother uh, was born and raised in Mexico, which in turn makes me Mexican as well. And so there's that heritage to it. And you know how people, you know how kids are. They always give each other nicknames and things like that. And I mm-hmm. got nicknames in high school and grade school and stuff like that. But it wasn't until I got to college that anything stuck. So the person who first coined me or dubbed me Taco, his name was also, also a Joe. Joe. <laughs> uh, but nobody called him Joe. His name is Yos. So Yos, if you're listening, what up? So we were hanging out one day like all day. And he's going through like, yo, burrito, yo, nacho man, yo, whatever, quesadilla. And then he, you would think taco would be the most obvious, right? But then he gets to that and that's what's stuck, right? And I've always said that you can't pick your nickname. You can't tell people like, hey, start calling me Mr. Magnificent or something like that because nobody's going to do that. Your nickname picks you. Mm -hmm. And so at first I actually didn't like it. To be honest, at first I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, why are you going to call me Taco? But then like everybody else started calling me Taco. And it was always like with some sort of effect. I always felt the affection behind it. I never felt like it was derogatory. I wasn't like you weren't offended by it. No, I wasn't offended by it at all, which is funny because like some of my friends' parents would say like, why do you guys call him that? That's so offensive. Or like, uh, that's so mean that you call him that. I never felt that. So like you go through college, everybody's calling you Taco. It got to the point where like people from class would know me as Joe, but people socially would know me as Taco. I would walk down campus and somebody would just yell out, yo, Taco. And I'd turn, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And they'd be like, wait, you're Taco? Like the person next to me who knew me from class as Joe. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so you're a campus legend. I wouldn't call myself a legend, but like, it's kind of like when you, it's a small school, like 4,000 undergrad or whatever, at least at the time it was. And you hear people's names. So when you hear about Taco, that's not Joe, that's not Susan or whatever. Like that's that stands out in your mind, right? So I also find that it's easy for people to remember my name that way. Oh yeah, right. So like I've got this problem now 
where people know my name or know my nickname and it sticks. And I've got to be really good at remembering everybody else's name. Otherwise, I'm the guy who's like, hey, buddy, how are you? Mm -hmm. Or, hi. Hey, you. you. What's up? So, like, I try to be really good at remembering other people's names. But that's the long. I mean, I could have said my short answer to that used to be. It's not probably not as funny anymore because times are a little bit. Things have changed. But I used to say something smart, like, why are you named Taco? I used to say, well, I'm half Mexican and my friends are 100% racist. That's not as funny as it used to be anymore because, like, we've uncovered a lot of Times are changing. We've uncovered a lot that there's a lot of racism around. Like, we probably thought it wasn't really there. And I could say something like that before and can't really say that. That used to be my smart ass answer. But, you know, in order to make it worth the worth the trip for everybody after 24 episodes, I thought. I'd give a little bit of background, the whole history of the name. It obviously ties to my Mexican heritage. My brothers, however, did not inherit any kind of nicknames like that growing up, or but they weren't named Joe. So like, there right. you go. My one brother's name is Andre. Right. So he's, it sounds like a French dude. And potentially black, too. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people get surprised when they meet my white brother. So- not everybody needs a nickname, but when you're Joe, I needed one, I guess. Yes. Or at least it was chosen for me. So thanks, Yos. It's all your fault. And there you have it, folks. The big reveal of why Taco is, in fact, named Taco. So I just roll with it. Yes. So thanks so much, not only for tuning into this episode and to get to the big reveal about why Taco is Taco, but for listening in on the past 24 episodes, all we have to share about couples merging lifestyles together, living healthy lifestyles, living happy lifestyles together. We didn't really talk about, you know, wellness and nutrition today because quite frankly, summertime just makes us happy and it's a fun time and it's the time that we want to get out and have fun and enjoy tacos and ice cream and escargot dunked in butter and just have a really good time. So as a couple, find that way, find that balance. But what we also didn't talk about is the fact that like Taco and I are going to get up at seven o'clock in the morning and go do yoga and strength training and paddle boarding and all those ways that, to, to keep that all balanced. So all that activity definitely finds a way to balance itself out with the, all the uh, eating the and fun. drinking and fun activities that we do. And like Taco likes to say, sometimes it's just fun. That's right to have. So thank you guys so much for tuning into our season finale of the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. Again, if there is something you are dying to hear about on season two, shoot us an email podcast at nutritionnuptials.com. Follow us along on social media. You can follow the show on Facebook at the Nutrition Nuptials VIP After Party Facebook page. Like us there. You can also head to Instagram, Nutrition Nuptials Podcast. Give us a follow. Give us some likes. Give us some comments. Shoot us some DMs. Let us know what you're liking there. And if you would like to connect with Mandy the Dietitian, where I actually can give some intelligent nutrition advice along with sharing some fitness information and videos. You can follow me on social media at Mandy Enright RD. You can find me there on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. So we can connect there and I can uh, teach you all about how you can have that balance at the Jersey Shore with your fun with your significant other and sweetie. Uh, a couple ways you can just uh, help us out and support the show. Number one, head on over to iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Let us know what you're liking. Let us know what you're digging. If you hit up any of these spots that we talked about today, 
then uh, let us know. Give us a review there and tell us that uh, we, we sent you to the right spots. You can also head over to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash nutritionnuptials. You can become a super duper VIP supporter of the show. We have opportunities at the dollar five and $10 level to support the show. And we give you some great benefits as a result of that. So check that out. Otherwise, I can't think of anything else to, to say. Thanks for listening to my nonsense. And thanks for listening to my husband. Taco. Taco. Yeah. Who uh, was... Bringing the dumb guy perspective. I hope I hope it helped illuminate the other side of things. You know, a little entertainment in, in addition to some of the nutrition and science and uh, some of the factual type stuff here. Hey, it's okay. all about balance. That's right. It's all about balance. It's all about communication. And it's all about you guys having fun. I'm having fun. You're having fun. I had fun. Awesome. I had fun too. All right. All Let's right. Let's get out of here. All right, Taco. Well, I think um, school's out for summer. <laughs> Our job here is done. Our job here is done. And uh, have an awesome su- Have a nice summer. Keep in touch. Keep KIT. Stay cool. <laughs> Are there any other things that people sign your yearbook with? Uh, I mean, my friends sign cool things. But yeah, have a nice summer. Keep in touch. Stay cool. BFFs. Oh, friends yeah. forever. Yeah. All right, let's sign off. All right, everyone, have an amazing summer. Have fun. Do what you do best with your significant other and um, continue on to have your happily, healthfully ever after. Adios, amigos. Woo!